Hey there, Mama Bear. Welcome to the Prayers for Mama Bears podcast. My name's Allison Schrader, and I'm so glad you're here. In this space, you'll find real-life mama stories, encouragement, and prayers inspired by the Word of God. May you be reminded today that He is for you, He is with you, He loves you, and He hears your prayers. Hello there, Mama Bears. I hope today is a good one. And if it's not a good one, I get it. And I want to remind you that you are not alone. And I'm so glad that you found a few minutes to join me here uh, for a new episode. Today, we are talking about time wasters. And I want to start with a story because uh, I just want to keep it real and let you know what it's like here in the Schrader household when it comes to time wasting, time management, and all things time. My biggest girl came to me the other day just forlorn because she was so stressed about all the things she had to do. And she's so wise beyond her years. I always say that one, she's a better better mother than I am. (laughs) And two, I want to be her when I grow up, which is true. Both things are very true. (laughs) And she says, mom, I just struggle with time management. Now, I don't know that I even knew the words time management as a 12-year-old, that that was even a phrase. My management of time as a 12-year-old was um, still like done by school bells during my uh, school day. I wasn't homeschooled, and so I went from class to class. It was already determined for me. And then I had to do my homework in the evening, which I did poorly and didn't manage that time very well at all. And those bad habits followed me through adulthood. And I have spent the last uh, 20 years, I would say, I'm 40 now, I've spent the last 20 years trying to figure out how to manage my time well, and I'm still struggling in that. But as I'm listening to my big girl say these things, first I felt guilty because I thought, oh my goodness, I have not done a good job teaching you time management. And then after the guilt subsided, I began to think, what? have I been teaching my kids about time management? And I, I, like most of us, I do my best to teach them to manage their time well. But the deeper thing is what am I showing them? And because there are many things in our lives that can distract us, I have found myself easily distracted, having really good intentions, but easily distracted, and then I waste my time. And this is really what I want to point out to my kids. I want them to see what ev- that there are so many things vying for their attention and their time and that they get to choose what gets their time. But I can't teach them that unless I am living that way. You know what I'm saying? I can't expect that from them. They're children. I have to do it first. And so I began to really think and process and pray about what it looked like in my day-to-day, how I was managing my time and how I was wasting my time. And I just came before the Lord and asked him to show me. And I, and I, that sounds really spiritual, but it's actually very easy and practical. It's not me holed up in a room somewhere or sitting in a chair for hours, just asking God to show me, give me a vision. 
No, for me, it's just this constant conversation with Jesus, being aware that he's with me and saying, God, show me how I'm spending my time. Just make me aware. Even if I'm wasting my time, I just want to be aware of the time. So would you show me that? And that's that's honestly how I talk to God all day about everything. It started 20 years ago when I became a Christian. I guess that was 22 years ago. But I just began going through drive throughs asking God what I should order for lunch. That's honestly how I began to learn to talk to God and listen for his voice. And now 22 years later, it's a constant conversation all day long. And that's kind of a tangent, but I want to share that with you because I think that's important. As as we try to become the people that God made us to be, as we pursue him and relationship with him and becoming more like him, we have to be in conversation with him and realize that he is a very present God. And it's in his presence that we are transformed. We become more like him because we are spending time with him. We're seeking him in those things. So that's really important. So in the seeking, I just began to evaluate and what what is what is taking my time? And Many of you, maybe 98.7% of you may have the same struggle as I do. And that honestly is this device called my phone. I don't know about you, but it haunts me. There are times, there are days where I have really good boundaries with it. And then uh, especially when I'm tired, when I have a long to-do list and I feel overwhelmed, I so easily get distracted by the haunting phone and it calls my name and then all of a sudden I've been scrolling for 35 precious minutes that I will never get back. It's such a time waster. And so I began just in the last few days deleting apps that suck away my time and then reinstalling them when I have time to look at them. And that leads me to the next thing that I realized is that I enjoy being on my phone sometimes. And I don't think that's wrong. I don't think the phone is evil. I think that, you know, we are people who get easily distracted. And so <laughs> our actions can can lead to those bad things. But the phone in and of itself is not evil, right? And I've, I've heard, uh, I believe it was Carlos Whitaker, He's a, a speaker and author, and I think he's, he was talking about the phone like he's the boss of the phone. The phone is not the boss of him. And that's so true, except that my phone has been the boss of me in this last season, and I have really struggled with boundaries and making, making sure that I'm the boss of it. So I did. I started to delete the apps, and that really helped, and then set aside time to actually be on it. And it's almost like a reward. I had my productive hours and then I have this 30 minute time slot where I'm going to sit and scroll or five minutes. I have another friend who sets a timer for five minutes and when the timer goes off, she's done. So those are some tangible ideas, but what I really want wanted for myself was God show me the root of this. And I realized that it was in my feelings of overwhelm, my feelings of exhaustion and weakness, that the distraction was so much greater and so much more time was wasted. So then I come to God and I say, what do I do about that? And this led to the next thing. I had read a few months ago, a book by a man named Carrie Newhoff. And I honestly can't remember the name of the book right now. 
Um, if I remember, I will put it in the notes, but I'm sure if you search him, you'll find an, a time management book because he talks about that a lot. And he talked about how he blocked out his whole calendar. And so every day the hours are designated. These are his work hours and these are his rest hours and these are hours with his kids and these are hours with his wife. And the, and, and so when someone says, can you go do this? He has to check his 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 already blocked out calendar and see what's filling that spot. And if it's, if it's a spot that's not full or it's like a free time where he can have some, some, um, you know, he can figure out, he can move things around, then it'll be okay. But he's already gone ahead and said, this is when I'm going to do these things. And this is, these are the times that I have free for other things. So being a, a mom of young children, it's not as cut and dry. It's a little, it's, there's too many variables for it to be so simple like that. But I did begin to say, okay, we are going to make sure that formal lessons, because I have this saying in my house that, because uh, the kids started to say, I hate school. I don't want to do school. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. We we are doing school all day, every day. It's, life is school. We are always learning. But formal lessons you can, you can complain about. I can understand you don't want to do your math. That's very, very normal, right? But let's not call it school. Let's call it lessons. I realize it's semantics, but I just don't want them to hate learning. So anyway, again, another tangent. But I began saying we're going to do formal lessons from this time to this time. And during that time, they're fine with that. But it was me. I was like trying to do the laundry at the same time or sneak five minutes. Sorry about that little blip. But in this podcast world, for me, uh, making this making these episodes, it just has to be done rather than perfect. So I apologize for the um, interruption there. But what I was saying is that I was originally trying to like squeeze in things like laundry and writing and dishes and this and this and this. But I realized that I just need these these three hours to be completely dedicated to just lessons. And if I can do that, then my kids get my full attention. And I began putting my phone on do not disturb so that the only people that could get a hold of me during that time were people that might need to get a hold of me if there was something going on. And it has made that time so much richer and so much more productive. And realizing too, I think the deeper thing that that the spirit was revealing through that is that I'm really not that important and it's okay to put my phone on do not disturb. And if, if people need to find me, they'll find me, right? They'll they'll get a hold of me or they'll come to my house. The people that need me the most know where I live. <laughs> so I really just felt like I needed God to show me what these deeper things about managing my time were. So one, one was just realizing that it's in stress and uh, overwhelm that I tend to be easily distracted. And another is thinking that I'm more important than I actually am (laughs) and that it's okay to just devote very specific time to very specific things. And then lastly, it was about intentions. I have the best intentions, but I struggle acting them out because of my my time management uh, lack, because my lack of good time management. And so... I don't want to be like that anymore. I really, truly want to act out my intentions. I am famous for trying to fit uh, square pegs in round holes when it comes to time and think that I have, I have, I can get a thousand things done in 30 minutes. I always think I can get more done in the time allotted. 
And so really having to to learn to be wise about that and say, what can I actually get done? What are the most important things, Lord? And really seeking him in that and saying, these are the top three things that need to happen today. I learned that when my kids were really young because I felt like I could never get anything done because they just need you all the time. And I would make a list of the top three things that needed to get done today. And some of the some of those days, it was like the most important thing is reading a book to my daughter on the couch because we we were having a hard time with with Noah when he was a baby because he wouldn't sleep and so Zoe would not get the best of me and so sometimes the the best thing was just me snuggling with her and sometimes I was too tired to read a book so we watched Toy Story 2 you know and and but we have I have great memories of just snuggling her sitting on that couch and that was time well spent that was really good time and it formed relationship and bond. And I think that we live in a time where productivity becomes our God. How much can we get done in a day? And then we wear our badges and we walk around like, look at how much I got done. When really God is about relationship. And I believe that is also what he's been teaching me is that time well spent does not mean that we got all of our lessons done and we finished the curriculum book. That's my homeschool world talking or that we checked all the things off the list that needed to get done that day um, in, in our workloads or whatever. Sometimes the best time spent is just sitting next to somebody without my phone in my hand playing a board game, singing a song in the car together at the top of our lungs, laughing, and just being together, building relationship with the people around me. I decided to begin to research in the scriptures what God says about time. I I remember verses from Ecclesiastes that say there's a time for everything. And I remembered a verse about redeeming the time found in the book of Colossians. And I remembered how a day is like a thousand years to the Lord and a thousand years are like a day that's found in Second Peter when he's referring to Psalm 90 as he writes that. Um, there's, there's a whole lot actually about time, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some of these verses that I just mentioned right now. In, and, and talk about them in their context and how they can speak to us as we are really, really working to not be time wasters, to take our time seriously and act out our intentions. So Colossians 4, 5 says, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. And Paul's writing this and, and actually in context, he's talking about how, how you... Um, how, how he wanted these people to approach unbelievers. It's about how to approach the outsiders are like unbelievers. It made me think that this could include our children. Our children, we are setting an example of what it means to, to walk with Jesus, to live a life worthy of the calling, to be Christians, to live a different way to, than the world. And if we are using our time poorly, that's set just setting an example. It's setting an example. But if we're using our time wisely, that's setting a different kind of example. And that really rang in my spirit because we are wanting to point our kids to Jesus and his truths and the plans that he has for them. 
And I I say this a lot, and you'll hear it if you've already listened to some of these episodes. You may have already heard this, but I don't feel like I can stress it enough. And that is that we are we are the ones who have to better ourselves and live the life that God has called us to live first if we want our children to do the same. It's like when you're in the airplane and they're giving you the whole safety speech and they talk about the oxygen masks coming down and the instructions are put on your oxygen mask first before you help someone else. And that's the whole Thing. We have to do it first. We have to go first. We have to show them that God is trustworthy, that he is good, that he is loving because we believe that. And then we act in that way. We have to show them when it comes to time that we believe our time is precious. And I personally have set a really bad example at times. I'm saying the word time a lot in this episode, but I've set a really bad example with this stupid phone. And I realize it's a very, very wonderful tool and it has the potential to be very helpful. But my generation is one who has had to figure out how to parent with a phone. And it is hard. It is just downright hard. And I'm probably speaking for 99% of us. We just need to put it down more. We just really need to put it down more and set an example that that it is not an idol in our life. Don't let it become an idol. Don't let it waste our time and take our time from from really pouring into the people around us. Okay, the next verse I want to share is 2 Peter 3, 8 I mentioned. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. And Peter's making the example of how God holds all time in his hands. And sometimes it takes things so much longer to happen than we want them to. We have to wait patiently because God's doing something in the process. And and, and Peter's saying that he's bringing everyone into an opportunity to meet him. He's he's pursuing every single one. He He desires that no one should perish. And so it's kind of in that context that he's saying this, but I think the the breadth of scripture really supports the idea that, that these words can offer us a whole lot of hope too, because as much as we might feel guilty for wasting time, if at this moment we decide that we're going to redeem, we're going to act in a redemptive way with our minutes and we repent, which is just a fancy word for saying turn away from, we're going to confess our, our wasted minutes and make a change and decide to be very intentional and act out our intentions the rest of the day from this moment on, then then God does his part of redemption after that. If a day is like a thousand years to him, how much can he redeem in just a day of us with a repentant, contrite, humble heart seeking to use our time wisely? I think he's going to redeem a lot more than we think he can. And I say that I use this verse with moms a lot because we always feel like we're, we haven't measured up or we haven't done a good enough job. And if we could just go back in time and start over and try again. And I just, I have to remind myself, if I just start right now and act out the intentions that I have in my heart, something will shift, something will change. And I can trust God to take what was meant for evil and use it for good for the saving of many lives. That's from Genesis fifty twenty, or Romans eight twenty eight, where he works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That is the kind of God that we serve, the one who redeems things 
day after day when we approach him with a contrite, soft, humble, repentant heart. And we, we, we move ourselves into action, into following him and, and taking the next obedient step. Okay, the last verse I want to share with you about time is Psalm 90:12, and it says, "Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom." And that is that that's where it, I was just I I had to pause there and really really sit in those words for a few minutes. Because one thing I tell my kids often is, "Please be teachable. Be teachable. It's okay if you get something wrong. We don't need to walk in pride and think that we do it perfectly the first time. This is my own my own stuff that I've had to work through as I've been a believer. That's that's something I've struggled with so much. But God give me a teachable heart. And I want my kids to be teachable. And just those words teach us, teach us to number our days. When I think back to that the story I shared in the beginning with with my big girl, and her struggles with time management, these, these words bring me to my knees and say, God, just continue to teach me. Teach me to number my days that I may gain a heart of wisdom so that she too can learn to number her days and gain a heart of wisdom and that this is what I'm passing down to her. So my friends, I just, I want to invite you to pray with me right now. And before we even pray, I want to give you just a moment just to take a deep breath and recognize where you've wasted your time, the things that are distracting you, and just make a choice in this moment, in this minute that God has given us right now today to say, I'm going to do it differently. And after we pray this prayer, go put your phone down, go delete some apps, go block out your calendar or do whatever it is that he's teaching you to do so that you would number your days and you too would gain a heart of wisdom. Oh Lord, time is tricky. It can be easily wasted and taken for granted. It can be painfully slow and lightning fast. It can be spent and then redeemed. Would you teach me, O Lord, to number my days? Open my eyes to the time, the time of year, the time in culture, even the time of life stage. Help me to hold my time precious in whatever season I find myself. Train me to act out my intentions instead of bending to my distractions. I confess giving my attention to the wasters of my time rather than what is most worthy of my time. Oh Lord, in all this talk of time, cause me to pause today. Make known to me what needs to shift. Forgive me for wasting precious minutes or wanting moments to pass. Teach me to be aware of the time and thrive in it. I offer my thanks back to you, the one who holds all time, the breadth of eternity in your hands. Thanks for being here with me today on the Prayers for Mama Bears podcast. My name's Allison Schrader, and it's been so wonderful spending a few minutes with you today. 
I pray these words truly blessed you and that you remember that God is for you. He is with you. He loves you and he hears your prayers. Until next time, friend.